everybody, welcome to Parently Livestream. Today we are talking about how to get pregnant faster when you have irregular periods. So before we get into this topic, I want to encourage you to click the link below and download our free three-step guide to getting pregnant. It will be very useful to you. It has been developed by Dr. Boyd and myself, and we think it will be very helpful for you while you're trying to get pregnant. So let's jump into how to get pregnant faster with irregular periods. What are some of the reasons why women would be having irregular periods right now? So I'll comment real quickly on your word faster. Women, when they make a decision that they want to get pregnant, want to be pregnant yesterday. I joke about that all the time. It's, it's Whether it's a biological clock or a planning type of session, you want to be pregnant immediately. And so it's really hard to convince yourself to get ready to get pregnant when you're not really feeling in the mood, so to speak. And so one of the things that we like to do is we like to educate you. If you're trying to move forward with pregnancy, we want you to take those steps now so that when you are ready to get pregnant, you can just say, okay, husband, we're going to hit the go button and take off getting pregnant. So the most common reason that women don't get pregnant is they don't ovulate. In fact, I'm going to say 100% factual. If you don't ovulate, you're not going to get pregnant. So the question then comes, why do not why do women not ovulate? And there's a host of reasons. But I'm just going to express several that probably make up 90% of all lack of ovulation scenarios. So, obviously the most common reason for many women is they've come off the birth control pill. So 20 plus million women take the birth control pill and they make the decision that they're going to get pregnant. And when they stop the pill, many women think that they're going to get pregnant right away. And that's just not the case. So what is the time period when you come off the birth control pill? Well, it's the day you come off the pill, you can get pregnant. All the way up to a year, we define as the normal time period where potentially you don't get pregnant. So if you're not ovulating during that year and you've come off the pill, that doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. Most women though, when they make the decision to come off the pill, want to be pregnant yesterday. So when I say to them, we may spend a year helping you get pregnant, most women are not gonna be happy with that. So we do things to help them after they've been off the pill three or four or five months to help jumpstart things to move forward. Okay. The, other types of birth control, and I mentioned the birth control pill, other than the intrauterine device, all other forms of contraception, uh, I'll back up here, other than the intrauterine device and condoms, what we call barrier contraception, all other forms of contraception stop ovulation. That's the way they work. So the birth control pill, the Depo-Provera shot, the little pellets that are in your arm, Implanon. those all Implanon those all stop ovulation by changing the hormones in your body. And you have to understand when you come off of those, Depo-Provera is probably the worst as far as allowing ovulation to return. It's up to 18 months wow. after you come off the depo, your last Depo shot. So number one, answer your question, why don't women ovulate? Number one is the birth control slash scenario, whether it's the pill, the Depo shot, or the Implanon. The second scenario kind of encompasses the great majority of other women. They don't have the right hormone production and placement in their body 
to get pregnant. Now, what do I mean by that? Women have three hormones basically that are secreted from their ovaries. They have their estrogen, they have their progesterone, and they have their testosterone. Now, women are kind of surprised sometimes when I mention testosterone because they think that's a male hormone, but women produce testosterone as well. Now, it's the first two that help you ovulate as a woman, and that is estrogen and progesterone. Those two hormones have to be released from the ovary in a very methodical way for you to ovulate. And if one of those hormones is not released correctly or in the right timing, you potentially may not, may not ovulate. So if you make too little estrogen, so for the, so the woman that is very, very thin, has a body mass index of less than 10, so she would be your long distance runner, your, gymna, your gymnast. Many of those women don't produce enough estrogen and therefore they don't ovulate. On the other end of the spectrum, a woman that produces too much estrogen may not ovulate. That's the woman that is too heavy. So she has a BMI, a body mass index of 30, 35, 40 or greater. And oftentimes that woman doesn't release an egg either. So that group, that BMI of 10, too little estrogen, BMI of 40, too much estrogen, the great majority of those women make up the other 70, 80, percent of women that don't ovulate. Now there's some other rare scenarios of women, of uh, why women don't ovulate, but that's not really for the masses. <clears throat> so today we're talking about the great majority of women out there, how we can help. Okay, so you're talking about ovulation specifically here. Some women have irregular periods can they ovulate? So you just said, you know, these women probably aren't ovulating that we're talking about. But what about women that do have irregular cycles? Could they potentially ovulate? So that's the great question. And so I'm, I was talking about ovulation specifically, but to monitor and determine if you ovulate, there's only one 100% way that we know if you ovulate, and that's if you get pregnant. If you get pregnant, I can say to you 100% sure that you ovulated. But measuring ovulation can be difficult. You can do ovulation predictor kits. The keyword is predict, predictor. It kind of helps you in determining if you ovulate, but it doesn't guarantee it. And so we have to look at something that's objective, that happens in your body, that we can say, hey, we can pinpoint this, and that can help us determine if you ovulate or not. And that's your menstrual bleeding. So we always tie ovulation to the menstrual cycle to determine if you're menstruating regularly, that is much more likely that you're ovulating at least to some degree. And women ask me all the time, if I have regular periods, do I ovulate regularly? Regularly, And the answer is yes for most women. But even in the perfect woman, does she ovulate 12 times a year, 12 months a year? And the answer is probably not. She may miss a cycle or two based on whether she was sick, whether she was stressed, whether she ran a marathon that week. There's a lot of scenarios that can discourage your body from ovulating. So the woman that, that menstruates regularly, she more likely ovulates regularly. So the woman that menstruates irregularly, we're going to define that here shortly, she probably does not 
ovulate regularly. And so what is that number? If she has irregular periods, how many times per month does she ovulate? The answer is we have no idea. The only way we'd know, we would know that is if you became pregnant. So our goal then is to educate you on how to, met, to have regular periods because we can determine when you have regular periods when to do your ovulation predictor kits if you want to do them or the timing of your window when you're going to have intercourse. Now, I say to those, to those women that have irregular cycles, is there any way that I can, can get pregnant this year with having irregular cycles? And I said, yes, if you have sex every single day for the next 365 days, you may get pregnant. But short of that, let's work on regular, making your menstrual cycle regular and you won't have to go through that type of process. Okay, so regulation, having a consistent, something that's predictable is very important. So what is the definition of a regular period? Okay, so when, back when you were 10, 12 years old, you started menstruating and it was irregular for the, for the first three or four or five years. And then you became regular for what is defined as normal for you. So you may have had a period every 21 days and you've had that for the past X amount of years. That is your normal every 21 days, every 28 days, every 30 days, every 35 days. So if you can fairly well pinpoint within a three to four day period of time of when your menstrual cycle is going to occur, by definition, that is normal for you. Now, what's the textbook answer for normal? That's a 28 day cycle. So many times when we're talking, we're talking about women that have 28 day cycles but many women don't. And so you've got to define what is normal for you. If there is no way on your calendar, you're just throwing darts at it of when you menstruate, that is an irregular period. So from the beginning of one period, whether you see a flow or whether you see a spot, we defined the start of your menstrual cycle as anytime you see red, whether it's just a little spot on your tissue paper when you, have, when you go to the bathroom, all the way to a flow. But if you see red, that's the first day. Fast forward X amount of days, and if the next cycle occurs at that same regular timing, and then you go again another three or four or five weeks, what is defined as normal for you, and then your flow is three to five days in length for your next cycle, that is defined as a normal cycle for you. And then from that information, we can help you know when you're ovulating. Okay, so you said for each woman it, it can be a little bit different as long as it's regular for them. Is there a specific number that maybe we can look at maybe like 21 days to 35 days? Would that would that be a good you know number to say this woman is 21 days but that's normal, this woman's 35, but if we go above that or below that, is that out of the normal or is it truly just based on that woman? It's just really based on that woman. Now, <clears throat> if you had a woman, let's so, so let's take a scenario where uh, I have a patient comes in and she's menstruating every 21 days. And she says, you know, I really don't like this because I flow for three to four days every 21 days. Can we change that? And the answer is yes. And how do we do that? We put her on the birth control pill. But if she's trying to get pregnant and she has a 21 day cycle, Believe it or not, she's going to potentially ovulate more frequent than the woman that has the 35-day cycle. So the woman that has a shorter cycle potentially has more ovulatory cycles in a given year 
than the woman that has the 35 to 40 day cycle. So it really is based on that patient. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. You know, there's all kinds of apps out there of showing when you're going to menstruate, but you've got to input that information initially. I encourage you to have that information so when you talk to your healthcare provider, it's very simple. We can just lay it out and say, this is you, and, 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 and it's make, it makes it very easy to help you with that information. Okay, so that's the cycle. When in that cycle is a fertile window for a woman? Okay, so we're going to use a 28-day cycle initially to kind of help you with this information. And then from that information, we'll go backwards to a 21 and then forward to a 35-day cycle. So in a 28-day cycle, typically you ovulate around day 14. So it's right in the middle of your cycle. So you take your 28-day cycle, you subtract 14 days. That's considered the ovulatory time period. However, no woman, I shouldn't say no woman, most women don't ovulate exactly on day 14. So we give you a window. And Annabelle mentioned, what is that window? So in a 28-day cycle, it's a window from around day 10 to day 17. Now, If you expand that and say, we're going to go day 10 to 20, that's okay. So if you want to uh, be very specific with your timing of intercourse, if you expand your window, that's not a bad thing. To contract your window makes it a little bit more difficult to end up being pregnant. So in a 21-day cycle, I'm sorry, a 28-day cycle, what I would say to you is go from day 10 to day 20. And so you count to day 10 from the first day of your last period first day that you see any blood you go to day 10 and with your spouse you start having intercourse on day 10 and you go every 48 hours now why there's something called performance anxiety in men so if you have intercourse too frequently sometimes toward the end of that 10-day window men can't ejaculate and so if you're ovulating late that month you may miss that cycle so Every 48 hours is better for most couples. So you go day 10, day 12, day 14, day 16, day 18, and day 20. After ejaculation, you lay on your back, put your hips on a pillow, lay there for 20 minutes. That allows the sperm to migrate up into the uterus and onto the fallopian tube. Hopefully there's an egg there waiting for the sperm. So I mentioned a 28-day cycle. So if you have a 21-day cycle or a day day 35-day cycle, or anywhere in in that time period, we have a guide that you can follow that will help show you when your ovulatory window is. And so I would encourage you to look at that guide. It's very helpful, takes all the math away from you, and you simply say, hey, I'm a 21-day cycle. When is my window? Okay. All right, so for the woman that just doesn't have a regular period. She has tried some things at home, but she's not regulating and she doesn't think she's ovulating. What are some natural ways that she can get a regular period? She can start ovulating again. So this is a million dollar question. I've heard it many, many times from women. What is the natural way that I can increase my chances of getting pregnant? And the key word that they have is natural. And what they're asking is, is there something out there, a vitamin or a or what a specific food that can help me? And in this, I feel very, very strongly. I'm a naturalist. I encourage people to do natural things. But the natural way to help you 
regulate your cycle is progesterone. Progesterone is a God-given female hormone that's released from the ovary. But I can't just tell you to go get it at, at the grocery store because even though they make progesterone in the uh, vitamin section of many grocery stores, it's not regulated. So I don't know how much progesterone to give you. So this is a scenario where a healthcare provider is going to be a very good person for you to address. And simply putting you on progesterone on a monthly basis will increase your chances for menstruating, therefore ovulating. So the natural way to regulate a menstrual cycle is with the hormone progesterone. Now, I'm going to, uh, that's, that's key whether you're thin or whether you're heavy. However, I'm going to say this. This is very important. If you're too thin, you have a BMI of less than 15, you need estrogen as well as progesterone. And even if you take progesterone, and especially if your BMI is less than 10, it's much harder for your ovary to release that egg. And so you may be a candidate, if your BMI is that low, for taking estrogen and progesterone. But for the heavy woman, typically simply giving you progesterone will oftentimes regulate your cycle. Okay, that's awesome. So do you have anything else you want to talk to these women about? I'm going to mention uh, the heavy woman specifically. And I, this, is a, this is a host talk all of itself. It's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. This is a, when, when this was first discovered back in the 1950s, or first named, it was named after three gynecologists that identified this problem as a gynecological problem. And so since men don't have ovaries they, and, and women have this problem, they identified, identified it as a gynecological problem. However, it's not a gynecological problem per se. It happens in women. It's an endocrine disorder. So it's no different than somebody that has a thyroid disease. Um, and so it needs to be treated and aggressively managed just like somebody that has thyroid disease or diabetes. So women that are too heavy with a BMI of 40 and above for sure, but probably even 35 and above, they should be on, they should be managed because you should be managed because you probably are increased risk for diabetes type two and the heavier you are, the much more likelihood that you will develop diabetes of pregnancy. So you need to be managed prior to getting pregnant and throughout your pregnancy with a drug called metformin or glucophage. It's the same drug. It's a drug that you take every single day. Now I mentioned you probably are gonna be on the hormone progesterone. Probably, if you have a BMI that's very high, most likely you need to be on this drug metformin slash glucophage and it in and of itself can help you ovulate. Many women that get managed, that get on glucophage metformin and are managed aggressively with diet and that drug will ovulate spontaneously. Sometimes they've never ovulated before. And so that gets away with the natural if that's what you're after, but the only other management is to lose a bunch of weight, and we'll talk about that in future sessions, but getting your BMI down, especially less than 35, will help normalize those hormones uh, 
and potentially can get you to increase your ovulatory po uh, possibility. Awesome. So ladies, this is your answer to how to get pregnant faster with irregular periods. I hope we were able to answer some of your questions and we wish you the best on this journey. Have a great day.